What's up, everybody? This is Sharon Shabazz. Head over to therealhiphop.com slash store right now and cop a t-shirt. The t-shirts bear the realhiphop.com logo, and they come in black, white, and gray with sizes that range from small to double XL. That's T-H-E-R-E-A-L-H-I-P dash H-O-P dot com slash store. Shirts are shipped domestically in the United States and are only $10. So check them out. Shabazz, you're listening to the realhiphop.com podcast. On this episode, I talk to producer Doc Ish. Doc Ish has worked with the likes of KRS One, Eminem, and the late great Sean Price. Doc recently released a nine track album of previously unreleased material called Lost Files. The project features guest verses from MCs like Uncle Murder. Bizarre from D12, Nature, Billy Dance from MOP, and the legendary Cool G Rap, among others. In this episode, Doc Is talks about why his production is so diverse, the impact that producing Eminem's single We Made You had on his career, and his new album, Lost Files. What made you decide to put out the lost files? Um, honestly, I had been working on the concept and lost files for some time, but when um when 2019 hit, I I was hospitalized a lot for um a condition called SSCD, which is uh, semicircular canal dehiscence. And so I was completely out of the game um, the whole year, like the whole 2019. I made like maybe one or two beat the whole entire year. I mean, it was just constant vertigo, nauseousness, migraines, et cetera, right? So going into 2020, it was crazy because I was looking at my my Spotify page and I was just, just shocked and looking at, like the monthly listeners and everything that I had, I had like 150, 170 something month, monthly listeners. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. And it, but what's crazy is that because I'm a producer, I'm on everybody else's page, but not my own. You know what I mean? Um, and I hadn't personally put out anything in a long time, probably since, probably since like first treatment. You know what I mean? So, um, and one of the things that 
you know, you realize is consistency means everything. And the fans, they, you know, they need something to listen to. And I've been, you know, I wanted to put out instrumentals and, and stuff. So going into 2020, I was like, look, I'm going to put out this. I'm going to put out that. I'm going to work on this. And as I'm working on putting all these different things together, I had already had just like a gang of songs that were on hard drives that were never completed, never finished. Um, files were lost, you know, so I was never able to completely finish mixing them or or um, certain artists had recorded and did their features to them. So when I was listening to it, I was just like, I have a lot, you know what I mean? And it's just sitting here collecting dust. And I just felt like hip hop really needed this um, because otherwise, you know, it's just going to be lost forever. So I felt like there was no harm done. You know what I mean? If, if I put it out and it would only, you know, um, also, as you uh, as you know, I run a youth program. So it was also kind of teaching the kids like, you know, what's old to me is new to somebody else. So, you know, you can always, you know, n- you know, never give up on on a song just because of the age, because you should always try to make timeless music. So then that way you can put it out and it'll still hit to people's, you know, certain ways, certain times, you know, the same way it would if, you know, if it was put out back then. Okay. The single war uh, features King Gordy, Billy dance and cool G rap. Um, Billy and G rap also appeared on your 2010 album, the first treatment. Is war from that same time period? Like, what's the backstory with that song? Now, let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. Bitch, I got the AK cock back. 40 cal loaded missiles pointed at his home. Never seen such an explosion. There's a war around here. I don't think you want to come down here. Bitch, I got the AK cock back. 40 cal loaded missiles pointed at his home. Niggas represent 
in here. I'm more ghetto than Gully. On the blacktop, they love me. I gave them my word. I speak for niggas that can't be heard. If you locked up in the pen or out in the suburbs. On the block, getting it in or sitting out on the curb. Mr. Hilltop Strangler, worldwide. International gangster niggas know what the fuck is about. I'm good in every hood. Dudes know I'm no deserter. And I'm tied to niggas named Jilla Homo and Murder. I'm block royalty. And they put me in the game and sat me next to some lanes that were trying to spoil me. Thank goodness for fame and that nigga loyalty to holding this homie down. Ain't no destroying PD. No, I don't study you clowns. I got the pound on me and I'm generous. Block next round on me. I got the AK cock back. 40 cal loaded missiles pointed at his home. Never seen such an explosion. Oh, there's a war around here. I don't think you want to come down here. Bitch, I got the AK cock back. 40 cal loaded missiles pointed at his home. Never seen such an explosion. Oh, there's a war around here. I don't think you want to come down here. War, war, um, war, start, war started out with King Gordy. So King Gordy came in the studio one day and he was like, Doc, today just record me. And he just like, he's a phenomenal writer, just an amazing writer. And he gave me all kinds of hooks from like hip hop hooks to pop hooks to rock hooks to I mean just 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 mad different stuff. So um it was back during that time frame, but it wasn't intended for uh the first treatment. You know what I mean? There's a lot of songs that um never made the first treatment that uh some of them will come out in different editions and stuff like that. But um but that's how it started. And then G Rap, we were in, I was in the studio with G Rap in Queens and and he loved like he loved what Gordy did and and he just went in on it and then I was sitting on that for a while and then I got up with you know with Billy because I'm with him a lot and and then he spit and then we were supposed to get a couple other people and it just never transpired. That's why, like, in the beat, there's, like, another 16 bars. You know what I mean? Um, like, like if you ever realize, like, after the hook, after Billy, there's another 16 bars. And I can't remember who, like, who was slated or, or I mean, because there was a lot of recordings of other people that were on it. But, man, those files are lost. So the only things I had was, was G-Rap. Uh, Billy Dance and uh, King Gordy. So I just, I left it like it was and, you know, it just came out, <laughs> came out pretty good. <laughs> Word. Um, The song Late Night Medicine is my favorite joint on the Lost Files and it features Bizarre from D12. Um, it uses the drums from Impeach the President. What is it about those drums that still works 30 years after they were first used. Uh, 
best friend I keep letting her control everything that I do When I'm talking to you, don't know what to do Yo, She's my late night medicine She's my best friend I keep letting her control everything that I do When I'm talking to you, don't know what to do I'm fucked up, I'm high as hell 45 seconds from going to jail Blue Camaro, peanut butter seats Five in the morning, big booty free. 7pm, just got off work Hair slicked back, John Travolta shirt Now what the fuck you laughing at, John Travolta? Reggie Miller weed, 40 ounces of Cobra Crash my car door, flying down 84 S&M, my back is sore I got a wild pass, I fuck one bitch with a mask The other one bent over, licked her own ass I know this sound crazy, I'm a rock star, baby Van Halen, from the late 80s Smoking troll, sniffing blow Next week, I'll be on a celebrity rehab show She's my late night medicine She's my best friend I keep letting her control Everything that I do When I'm talking to you Don't know what to do Yo, She's my late night medicine She's my best friend I keep letting her control Everything that I do I mean, classic drums I mean, those th- those drums are just like some of the best drums ever, like that pattern, you know what I mean? And it just hits so hard. And when we mixed it, um, even back then, it's like we were able to finagle like the drums and and like bring out like, you know, like the kicks and the, and, and the snares, and, like make everything hit. But, it, you know, I mean, that's going back. I made that beat like 98. 99 i mean that's how old that beat was it was just crazy but it's funny you said that that's one of your favorites because because that is one of my favorites too and like years later you know bizarre was 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 doing a song and he was like doc man jump in the booth man make a hook and that was when i was doing a long a lot of songwriting and so so he he just needed a hook and then i just came up with late night medicine and you know, and everything came together, and then my boy Colossal uh, from Hartford, Connecticut, he featured in on it. Okay. Um, through Bizarre, you were able to produce Eminem's 2009 single "We Made You." Um, the Relapse album won a Grammy, but that album is even criticized by Eminem himself for the silly accents that he used. Do you view? getting a placement on that record as a negative or a positive today. Guess who? Guess who? Did you miss me? You miss me? Jessica Simpson, sing the chorus. When you walk through the door, it was clear to me. Let me girl, in fact, I see a grin. Now come in, girl. 
No, I always look at it as a positive. Um, I mean, you have to because, you know, you produce Eminem's comeback single, so you can't look at it as a negative. You know what I mean? Because the album was wrapped up. It was done. And they they couldn't pick or figure out what song they needed, you know what I mean, to push first and to be, you know, a producer from Hartford, Connecticut to come out of nowhere to to provide that with them. That's that, you know, that's just a positive. I mean, on a different note, you know, is that, you know, identified doc ish, you know, no, it doesn't, you know what I mean? Um, that is more like, I like more songs probably like M does where it's, it's, you know, lose yourself and stand and, you know, stuff like that. Like I'm more of a, you know, I'm more of a, a lyrical beat man. Not to say that that Eminem's not lyrical on the album, or not to say that he, you know, it's just the type of, you know, I mean, he got a lot of, he got a lot of, uh, you know, it was tough. It was tough because he got a lot of, he got a lot of, you know, because he came out with that that comedy thing, comedy style, and so he got a lot of backlash from it. And then I did too because I was the producer for it. So like when I went to go work with John Mayer, um. You know, Mick McDonald, he at first was hesitant to work with me because, you know, I was a producer and I was like, look, man, I can't I can't dictate what the artist creates over top of my beats. Like, I can't say, no, you can't say that. No, don't do that. You know what I mean? Um, So, you know, it it, it was, you know, I think it was definitely like a, a, um, a trial and error album for him you know what i mean because he had been gone i mean music i mean you and i both know music has just been changing so much i mean it's just non-stop changing 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 and during that time correct me if i'm wrong but wasn't that like like the little wayne um young money drake wave where like they kind of like took over the the uh internet and like um i mean not the internet the radio um you know with the with the radio and everything um so it's going to be hard to fit in, you know, with, with, with a lot of that stuff. But now I never saw that as a negative because, um, I mean, I won a Grammy, got my first Grammy off of it, um, you know, built a lot of, you know, relationships off of it. Um, and, um, you know, it was a fun record. I mean, I initially attended, like when I first produced it, it wasn't, Obviously, as you know, it wasn't made for Eminem. It was actually made for Outkast. And I and I personally heard Sleepy Brown over the hook. And I think that with with uh, Drake, you know, 3000 and Sleepy Brown on the hook, I think it would have just gave a totally different feel to it. You know what I mean? Which would have been interesting to hear. Definitely. Definitely. I can I can hear Outkast over that beat for sure. And it just didn't. It just didn't happen. You know what I mean. And it landed in Bizarre's hands. Bizarre did a record to it, and then next thing you know, M heard it and said, "I want it," and took it. So <laughs> that's how it happens. Yeah, I mean that's a, you know, it. I mean, who better to rhyme over your beats? To be honest, I was just referring to how he kind of blasts the album these days. He, he, it's like, he hates the album. I, 
I think that artists a lot of times, I mean, you got to understand too. Um, I mean, I can't get in the mindset of Eminem, but, you know, one, he was going through a lot because he was in his first year of rehab. You know what I mean? So he was a totally different person. I mean, he was he was digesting the fact that he was super famous and that he couldn't go to the store and just buy, you know, a thing of milk. And he couldn't say certain things that he wanted to say because social media had taken over at that time. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, he was grasping. You could tell that he was grasping and his team was keeping him isolated, um, which can be good and can be dangerous, too, at the same time, because um, when you have a lot of ears in your in your in your head and I'm not saying that this is what happened, but I just you know, I've worked with a lot of people that have gotten a lot of, you know, good and bad um conversations where it led them in a direction that they really didn't want to go in or led them in the wrong direction or, you know, led them in the positive, in the right direction. But I think that, that during that time it was tough because he was dealing with that. And the fact that, like I said, he was coming back. The only thing that I can say that his first album, and I got this from a lot of females that I work with and that I'm friends with that used to be, you know, big Eminem fans was he was more laid back and like really delivered like his voice instead of screaming. It's like, he seemed like he was screaming on a lot of tracks. And I think that kind of turned off a lot of people, you know, that I spoke to that were, you know, in my, um, you know, circle of, uh, of, um, conversations and stuff like that you know what i mean but the other thing too is that a lot of times when artists feel like a project didn't go good you know they're always going to um you know put it down and 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 talk about doing something better you know what i mean that's true that's very true the song beautiful world um Features the abnormals and Charmaine Trip. It has a completely different vibe. It shows that your music is not only boom bap. Um, when you sit down to make a beat, what comes first to dictate the direction of the song that you're you're uh, looking for? So.
Basically, like I was taught years ago when I was signed to this producer Metamorphosis from the X-Files when I lived in New York and I was 18 and I'm a, like, I have ADD, so I'm a very visual person. And it he was the first person that ever sat down with me and said, Hey, you know, give me a video to this beat. And back then it was like, what, you know what I mean? Like, give you a video that there's no lyrics over it. There's no concept. There's no, you know what I mean? So he was always the, the picture painter where he taught me how to, 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 to basically, you know, um, with each beat that you make, you know, make it like a video, like, like what's the, you know, what do you see? And with that particular record right there, when I was working on the abnormals, we have a ton of records, um, and and that particular record, it was I think it was Rock who is um who is the uh, one that's like uh so beautiful and, and uh, like the one who does the intro and does the and he's he's the last verse he's like he's like crazy talented and when he when he had a vision and everything it was like. Yo, we need something that that touches like everywhere, all over the world. Like not just Hartford, Connecticut, not just the U.S. Like let's do something. So I knew I couldn't make just some boom bat thing. And not to say that, not to say that you can't do that with a boom bat beat. But it was just like, you know, I was trying to make something more radio friendly at that time. This was like 2011. I want to say 2010, 2011. Um, and, um, and it was dope. It was dope. You know, we, we got, you know, MTV news, you know, did a write up about it. Everybody was feeling it, but like the, the group dissolved. So like, we just, we, we never did anything with it or put it out. Wow. Um, I've seen videos of you online playing keys, um, how long have you played live instruments? Never. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like my family is a bunch of musicians. I am not as talented as they are. You know what I mean? They are, you know, my, my, my uncle, my mother's brother, he's a drummer and my aunt, she's a singer. She's actually on one of the songs that's coming out with, uh, with me and High Life Gully, she's dope as hell. And um, she's got that, like, Etta James-type style. It's just unbelievable. And um, and so it's crazy because for me, um, you know, I've tried to do piano lessons a few times, but it was either, like, my teachers, I, I didn't get, like, good teachers, or I couldn't, like, stay consistent with going to, to lessons. So everything I do takes me longer because I have to do it by ear. So I have to, you know, like I've learned a lot about the keys and the chord progressions and stuff like that. But at the same time, like what a lot of what I see a lot of producers like really, really do is is amazing because they do it so simple. And for me, you know, it might take, 
you know, an hour or so to like, <laughs> to, all right, you know, what's this, you know, you know, but, and then sometimes, sometimes like, you know, once you figure out the key is in, you know, if it's in a C minor, you know, you know, um, you know it can only be, you know, seven different um, keys on, on, on the board. So it just makes it mathematically just makes it easier to, to narrow it down and break it down and figure it out. So, but no, I, 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 most of my stuff like that you hear from um my basically everything but i would say except for like you know late night medicine but most of my stuff is like samples mixed with um you know playing stuff cuz i always like to play stuff you know and like thicken it up make it sound bigger like we did that with immortal for uh billy dance um song um and that was a lot of fun. That was dope. Um, and that, and you know, I just, I, I really like to try to get some, you know, cinematic as possible. And what does your production workstation consist of now? Man, it is like ADD meets uh, uh, dysfunctional lost child. I mean, <laughs> I got like, I got like two, three computers going on right i got one computer that's that's completely separate for pro tools and like that's the hd pro tools system that came from the studio and i don't touch like anything on there but pro tools like i won't put anything else on there because i don't want to slow anything down mess anything up and then the other um ones i have i have um you know of course the mpc i have ableton live i have logic and then sometimes I use reason for like the sounds because like I'm big into sounds. So um, I'm always digging, digging, digging for certain sounds that um, that uh, sound m- more realistic sometimes. And then sometimes sound different than stuff that you've heard more like sound designing. You know what I mean? Like sound like sounds that that you don't hear on other people's stuff. But like I, I usually use the MPC for like the drums. You know what I mean? Like I, I like I do that, and then I go to live uh, for a lot of stuff. Logic, I, I like Logic. I really do. I like Logic. And like to answer your question before, when you said like you know you make a lot of stuff before Boom Bap, like I do. Like I just did an EDM commercial, so I had to you know, and I got into EDM in 2017. And then right now I'm making a lot of lo-fi type hip hop beats. And so I always um, try to keep my production like a grocery store where it's like you got your produce section, you got your meat section, you got your dry goods, you got your fruits. You know what I mean? So I try to stay uh, well, well-rounded, well diverse. Um, instead of being like a master of one, I'm, I'm I rather, you know, um, had you know talent you know many talents you know master of none okay so how many more songs do you have in the vault man there's a lot i'm not gonna lie to you there's there's a lot it's just there's certain songs that you know um there's certain songs with certain artists that are a lot bigger now than they were back then uh, when we started. So some of the stuff I have to get like high clearance 
Um, and so that's kind of a process um, because some of them, you know, are like, ah, oh, doc, man, you know, I was a long time ago. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, but you know, it's dope. Like what you did and, you know, um, and to get it, and to be honest with you, the reality of getting an artist to redo it is like, it's like, you know, damn near impossible because, you know, a lot of artists mean well, but it, you know, it's, it's in, and right now a lot of artists are like really, really busy because everybody's scrambling to catch up from, you know, the lockdown from before and the upcoming lockdown that we're looking at facing soon. So it's like everybody's scrambling. So to get somebody to do something it, like it, it's different when, when you do it the first time, but like to get somebody to do it again, it's like, it's, 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 it's really, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's, it's really difficult. And, and I work with a lot of artists and that's the pain in the ass part is that I put, you know, different compilations as you know, together and to deal with it it's just a lot of headaches and and this time i was not going through that like i was not in the mindset of you know i'm gonna go through this and go through that and ask you know it was just like hey look you know i'm putting this out i want to do this da, da, da. you cool and like yeah 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 yeah. all right cool and then if it was like uh you know send it to me let me hear it i haven't heard it in years and you know so I would send it if I didn't hear back from them or if I if I if they said they want to do something different or something newer or something like that. I was cool. But, you know, it's just you know, um it's it, it just becomes difficult. So I'm trying to keep it easy as possible, easy as possible. So a lot of the stuff I have is um just a lot of different people. Um so, you know, some unknown um some have you know little buzz you know um uh, you know 20 30 40 50,000 you know followers on on Spotify type of type of thing and and the songs are just dope man they're just incredible so it's just like you know and i mean i produce for a lot of people that just never put out their stuff and then um you know we just we just talk about it you know and just said hey you know are you going to do anything with it? You know, let me, let me put it out. Hmm. Okay. So when can fans expect to hear the second edition of lost files? The second edition of lost files will come after, um, the high life gully and doc ish uncool table, um, project. Cause that that's coming after lost files. Cause we have, over 35 songs. So we're doing an EP series on that as well. And I have an instrumental album. So probably I would say, um, probably like maybe first quarter 2021, you know, probably like the end, the end of the first quarter 2021, I would say would be like the second edition. Okay. Cause there's this one song that I really want to do, and I think it's a, a dope concept with the artist, where it's, it's old mixed with new, and I'm just waiting on him to like finish it before, um, and like that would that would really set apart, you know, the 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 second edition. 
Okay. Now I'm intrigued. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Doc Ish, thank you for joining the RealHipHop.com podcast. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on here. No doubt. Peace. Peace, man. The real hip hop MCM and DJing from your own mind, you know. I just right now we should start the show.